Are you looking to modernize your veterinary practice by offering virtual care to pet owners? Fortunately, there's an easy solution from the podcast sponsor, Medici. That's M-E-D-I-C-I. Medici is a telehealth solution built for veterinarians. I've made it easy to check out Medici with a link in the show notes, or you can head over to their website, medici.md, or call 512-967-6454 to learn more. Medici lets you text, call, and video chat with clients with their easy-to-use app. Send or receive images and videos of pets, stay VCPR compliant, and get paid, which is always a wonderful thing, for delivering convenient care right from your phone. Hi, this is Dr. Aaron Smiley, and I've offered telemedicine to my clients since I started. In 2017, I integrated paid telemedicine with Medici. Ready to go virtual? Visit Medici.md, that's M-E-D-I-C-I dot M-D, or call 512-967-6454 to learn more. And with that, here's the show. Hi there. Quickly wanted to give you a heads up on what this episode entails, and I'm excited about doing something a little different than just the interview or radio show that I've done previously in the past. So this show is one question episode. So I was recently in Las Vegas for the annual vet partners meeting. And with that, I had a room full of industry experts and I really wanted to carve out time to ask them the question, what is the one thing that they wish more veterinary professionals knew or thought about? And so you're going to hear their answers. It's short, about, you know, one to three minutes long, depending on how quick or long they wanted to make their answers and across the spectrum as far as industries and and what they do and what they serve. So you'll hear them introduce themselves, explain what they do, and then the answer. I tried to pull out them repeating the questions. I didn't want to have you hear it 17 different times. So it might sound a little abrupt after they introduce themselves and say what they do because it's going right into their answer. But again, the question is, what is the one thing that they wish you as a veterinary professional knew more about? So with that, Enjoy the episode. I'd love your feedback on if you like these and if you'd like to see more of them. Thanks so much. Dan Markwalder, I am a practicing veterinarian and an owner and partner in over 18 veterinary hospitals in the Chicagoland area. Practice ownership is truly your ticket to success, so don't give up on that potential dream of becoming a practice owner. My name is Beth Scott. I'm with Catsapper Miller, CPA firm on the north side of Indianapolis. We work with veterinary hospitals all over the U.S., working to increase profitability and enterprise value as long as, as well as strict tax strategy. A lot of veterinarians think that they have to be a bookkeeper to know what's going on in their business. And the problem with that is they don't have the same skill set that a veterinary-specific bookkeeper would have in order to put their numbers together in a format that allows them to really look at their financial profitability from a high-level financial statement view to make good decisions for their hospitals. So my one advice and my one thing that I would want them to know is it's really important to have a veterinary-specific bookkeeper. Your time's more valuable spent in the exam room looking at your business from a high strategic level than it is sitting down and writing checks and entering bills. Hi, I'm Craig Spinks. I'm with Videos, and we do uh, video production for veterinary practices. Video is really easy to do on your own. You know, you don't have to have this big professional setup or, you know, uh, hire professionals necessarily, but practices can actually do this on their own using technology that, that they already have access to. So smartphones and editing software that's free. And it just takes a little bit of just intention and kind of, uh, you know, motivation to get things started. It's something that's totally doable for folks. Hi, I'm Dan Routh. I'm a financial planner with Old Peak Finance in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. That financial advisors don't just talk about investments all day long. And if they do, 
they're probably not a real financial planner. Uh, they're more just an investment manager. Veterinary professionals think that they're not great candidates for financial planning. They have debt, they have practice debt, they have cash flow that they have to worry about with the practice personally, their kids. They're actually fantastic candidates for financial planning help. And there are a lot of great advisors out there that will actually talk them through financial planning, taxes, estate planning, insurance, work with their CPAs, work with their estate planners, work with their practice management consultants as an integrated team and not just talk to them all day about what happened in the market that week because frankly it doesn't matter. So my message would be veterinary professionals, you are great candidates for financial planning. There are people out there that want to help you, that want to do great work for you. And the best place to look would be with NAFA, XYPN, or just talk to friends and colleagues and see what they've had and then do your own research. So my name is Dr. Jason Nicholas, and I am the co-founder and chief medical officer of PreventiVet. And we work with helping vets provide the truly preventive, well-rounded preventive information and awareness to their clients to help keep their, their patients as healthy and safe as possible, and therefore as alive for as long as possible. Preventive education is about more than just vaccines and parasiticides and dental care and weight and stuff like that which are all extremely important, but there's a lot more stuff that we can help our clients prevent in terms of emergencies, uh, you know, accidents, illnesses, toxicities, all manner of things. And it's actually really good business. I mean, it feels good for us to be able to do that, but it's also really good business because again, we're keeping our patients alive longer. So we're having them more into those senior golden years. And also our clients want and need that information. They're counting on us and they're turning to us and we should really be that source of information for them. My name's Jeff Thorin and I'm a coach with Gifted Leaders. I'm actually a veterinarian and also a ICF credential coach, which basically means the ICF is a global organization, one of, one of uh, several that set standards for coaching and uh, ICF is probably the most well-known for evidence-based standards for coach training. They could benefit from hiring a professionally trained coach and um, there's different uh, notions of what coaching is, but let me give you a quick definition. Really, a coach is someone that serves as an objective thinking partner. Uh, it's someone who uses powerful questions and non-judgmental observations, and ultimately provides a container for people to get off the treadmill of what's you know day-to-day -day life, to gain a perspective, to figure out uh, what they need to do in the way of self-reflection, to become the best versions of themselves, to achieve their goals, and to make positive changes in their work and life. And who wouldn't want someone that's kind of in your corner and in your camp that can help you uh, move from where you're at to really where you want to be. So coaching is different from consulting. A consultant comes in and provides answers and gives maybe directions or provides advice. A coach is someone that's going to work with you to help you come up with your own answers. So it's really more of an empowering way to do professional development. And it's a highly effective way to really accelerate personal and professional development. It helps behaviorally, how it works is it creates a focus of attention and the accountability structure necessary for you to increase awareness about what your current reality is, what you need to do to change, what your opportunities are, to get aligned with your values and your purpose, and really to create positive behavior changes in your life and, and certainly in the context we're talking about in the, uh, in the veterinary profession in general. So the question comes up, how do you find a coach? 
So I'll end with just a couple of, of uh, thoughts on that. There is uh, what we call little C coaching, which is people that use coaching skills. Any, basically anyone can call themselves a coach, whether or not they have a significant amount of, of coach-specific training. So you want to differentiate between someone that says, hey, I'm going to coach you, versus someone big C coaching, which is someone that has the, the appropriate training and uh, hopefully a credential or a certificate to uh, support the fact that they have a significant number of hours. So you're going to want to ask questions of someone that you consider to be a coach. One would be how much coach-specific training do you have? And you're probably going to want to look for someone that has a minimum, bare minimum of 60 hours of coach-specific training. And you're going to want to ask them a little bit about what specific competencies have you been trained in. So you're going to want to hear things like active listening, powerful questioning. And then your last thing you want to do is ask them about the coaching process they use to get a feel for, is this a process that works for you? Is it something that makes sense to you? And, and bottom line, too, you want to get a feel for, is this someone that you have some chemistry with, someone that you could build a relationship with? Because that person's going to be basically, is going to have your back and is going to be a key partner for you as you move forward. So that's it in a nutshell. Hi, my name is Brian Clark. I'm a partner with MUN CPAs. We're a regional firm based out of California. We do have clients nationwide, however. I specialize in the veterinary industry with a focus on tax planning, tax compliance, bookkeeping, and valuations for veterinarians. Yeah, my piece of advice is simple, but uh, not easy. I'd say, you know, when you're young in your career, really seek out a qualified and competent CPA, someone who especially has experience in the vet field. I think this is especially important if you're a self-employed vet, if you own your own practice, really get with a CPA early on and work with somebody who's going to grow with you and your company as you grow. Uh, one particular thing I like to point out is find someone who's going to work with you throughout the year, whether that be with quarterly or year-end tax planning. Uh, a lot of CPAs out there tend to just do tax compliance work in April, and by then, it's a little bit too late to make any adjustments or moves to reduce your overall tax liability. You know, it's really important that you form your tax structure, your tax entity correctly. State by state, it's very different on how these are formed, whether it be an S-Corp, LLC, uh, or a sole proprietorship. Different states have different rules and regulations, so just make sure that your CPA is qualified in this area and can make the right selection for you depending on your location of your practice. And that's about it. My name is Jeremy Burrows and I'm with CAR. There are a lot of very specific, unique challenges that uh, a veterinary professional is going to face when whether it's looking for a lease space, uh, whether it's looking to buy land and do a ground up construction project. There are a lot of zoning and city ordinance issues that uh, we have to overcome and not to mention just uh, wrong perspective that possibly uh, building owners or landlords have that they think a vet practice is going to be smelly and stinky and loud and, and all of these things that we know are not correct and you know are not correct but it's still something that we have to help you overcome and that's part of what we do at CAR is we help healthcare professionals achieve their goals through commercial real estate. So I'm Josh Weisman with Flourish Veterinary Consulting. I have many titles. Positive Change Ninja is probably my favorite one, but really what I do is uh, I'm a workplace well-being strategist. So I am helping veterinary professionals and veterinary organizations embrace uh, an evidence-based approach to leadership and culture development to help cultivate environments in which veterinary professionals can be and bring their best selves to work and really thrive at work. 
taking care of ourselves, taking care of each other and cultivating a, you know, a culture of kindness, if you will, these soft skills, focusing on these, what we might call soft aspects of business management, culture management, team management, and leadership are really the foundation of what feeds and serves the hard outcomes that we're all after. So uh, if we neglect these uh, softer side of uh, you know our management and leadership responsibilities, we can still have you know quote unquote successful functional businesses, but the level of that success will be capped. We are we are self limiting unless we are willing to do the hard work of.、Uh, You know, cultivating the foundation of what we do. My name is Dr. Joy Furman. I am with、uh, Shepherd Software,、uh, a cloud-based practice management software. For me, the one thing is that they can make money in this profession without sacrificing themselves to production-based compensation. We all know that veterinarians don't feel in integrity with getting paid on. Services that they sell to their clients, so there are alternatives to being paid on production-based income. And the more veterinarians out there who demand this,、uh, other forms of compensation from their employers, the more successful our profession will be as a group. Hi, I'm Paul Camillo, certified veterinary practice manager with Veterinary Consultation Services. We help animal hospitals grow through veterinary dentistry. Dental radiology is absolutely necessary on every case. It, it practicing dentistry without radiology should be under the standard of care, and performing oral surgery without radiology absolutely is under the standard of care. And pretty soon, veterinarians will actually get penalized for. Performing surgery without X-rays. So,、uh, get a dental X-ray machine, use it on every case, and you'll watch your practice grow through dentistry. Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Pope Robinson of One Life Connected. I mean, it's a pretty deep question. I think for me, the biggest thing and the whole reason why I started One Life Connected is to let us all know that we have permission to find our own unique path to career sustainability in this industry. It's not always easy, and I know you've probably heard the stories of the suicide and burnout rates of our profession. Well, I think that we do have permission to find what that looks like for us in finding where we need to be to be sustainable. And it's not a cookie cutter box ten point step that everybody follows. It's your unique journey. So I really would wish people to understand that they're not broken. They don't need to be fixed, and that they're not alone. And their journey is unique, and it may not be the same as their. Friend or colleague that is going through their own journey to find sustainability. Hi, I'm Dr. Peter Weinstein. I am the executive director of the Southern California Veterinary Medical Association, as well as doing consulting and coaching through my business, PAW Consulting. Is the fact that there are a tremendous number of resources that they can tap into, and they don't have to be everything to everybody. That they should find and surround themselves with a team of experts to help them answer the questions that they're not strong with. And support them in situations that they need. I, I think way too many veterinarians try to be everything to everybody, when all they need to do is find experts to help them do a better job.、Uh, I'm Dr. Lauren Smith. You may know me as the Vetitude. Our clients are not our enemies. 
Um, a lot of times I feel like veterinary professionals go into the into the exam room and they are they're entering the room almost prepared for a war. They're prepared for clients to be defensive, to be angry, and we go in almost expecting a battle or a war. But we need to go into the exam room expecting to collaborate with our clients and to act as a team and to be prepared to work with our clients rather than fight against them. Hi, my name is Dr. Lisa Mosbach. I am a veterinarian along with um, having a business master's degree in organizational leadership and I am also a certified professional in strategic human resource management. Burnout is indeed an organizational problem or a work problem. It is not an individual problem showing their flaws and that there are certainly effective and actionable means that we can take as organizations to help mitigate and solve the problems of burnout on an organizational level. Hi, I'm Mary Berg. I'm a registered veterinary technician and a veterinary technician specialist in dentistry with Beyond the Crown Veterinary Education. I am a consultant who goes into practices and trains the veterinary staff and team on dentistry, things that they may not have learned in school or just kind of give them a freshen up on, on dental education, on their equipment in their own environment. I wish that veterinary professionals as a whole better understood was the importance of the oral cavity and the pet's overall well-being. We tend to forget about that at times or we didn't learn that much about it in vet school or in technician school and we tend to forget how important it can be to the overall well-being and overall health of that patient. We know from humans that when we have a toothache it hurts and we want to make sure our pets aren't suffering that same thing without um, getting the proper care and also being proactive on dentistry and bringing the patient in early so that we can prevent uh, periodontal disease from forming. Hello, I am Stacy Purcell. I am with the Vet Recruiter. The Vet Recruiter is an executive search and recruiting firm. We service both the animal health industry as well as the veterinary profession. There has been no better time to be a veterinarian than right now. The unemployment rate in the veterinary profession is below the national average and there is an abundance of job opportunities available to you. If you are a veterinarian who has been with the same practice for the last 10 or 15 years, you may be underpaid and may not be at the level of compensation and benefits that you could be. In the last year, we have seen some new graduates receiving salaries as high as 115000 In fact, we had one new graduate turn down our client's offer of 115000 because another practice offered her a salary of 150000 If you are in a veterinary practice that is not offering you any benefits, you may want to test the market to see what else is out there. It is a good idea to be open to opportunity. If you are not on LinkedIn, I recommend that you make a LinkedIn profile and keep your profile updated and say that you're open to opportunities so that other practices and recruiters know that you're open to opportunities. If you mark your LinkedIn profile as open to opportunities, you will come up higher in the search engine on LinkedIn. If it's been a while since you've interviewed, I recommend that you test the waters and go out on a couple of interviews and brush up on your interview skills. Uh, see what you're worth out there in the job market. We are in a candidate's job market. It's highly competitive and your skills are in high demand.
What do you have to lose by seeing what is out there, testing the market, and making sure that you're getting paid the level of compensation and benefits that you're worth? Thanks for listening to today's show. The comments made on today's show should not be taken as investment, tax, or legal advice. All comments are for educational purposes only. You should talk to your professional team before implementing anything. Isaiah is the founder of ID Financial Planning and Wealth Management. Isaiah is a registered investment advisor in the state of Indiana. The biggest compliment you can give is to share this podcast with a friend. Reviews help the show get found, and Apple Podcasts is a platform that is predominantly how people listen to the show. If you have three minutes, love the show, head over to Apple Podcasts and give us an honest review and rating. That'll help more people find the show. For all of today's links and information, head over to the veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. There you can also subscribe via your favorite podcast platform so you won't miss another episode. Finally, if you'd like more information and insights and the ability to have your voice heard, please consider joining the private podcast Facebook group. You can search for the Veterinarian Success Podcast on Facebook or head over to the veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. Scroll down to the about your host and click on the Facebook icon. Then I can approve you, let you into the group, and would love to hear from you there. Thanks for listening, and I'll be talking again to you soon.